Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And John is John Ryan. He is our digital camera expert here to help you out until 11 o'clock with your digital camera questions. Um, but before we go to your calls, we have all lines are all jammed up, which is awesome. I told you it would be all jammed up around 10 o'clock. Uh, I wanted to bring this this other article up, too, because it's kind of an interesting thing when it comes to the cloud. Um, this article talks about Google. So Google Chrome experiment crashes browser tabs and impacts companies worldwide. So, of course, Chrome, the beach ball, as it mm-hmm. were, um, is used very often for folks who who use cloud-based services, whether it's a legal product, a dental product, a ERP system, a, a call center program, and they use it as their browser. Well, the dinglings at Chrome and Google decided to do an experiment, and they ended up crashing thousands and thousands of browsers um, for network enterprises for two days. Wow. That's the point of the cloud, right? So mm-hmm. just like we talked about folks being able to make software updates on engines or software or updates on your, 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 your TV or updates on your computer, which we all find is why the, this show has been around for 25 years, these guys don't think about you, okay? You have no control when it's in the cloud. So the folks at Google did this update, and you had IT managers trying to figure out why their cloud-based software would not work anymore. And they're thinking it's them. They're thinking it's their their cloud host or whatever. No, it's the browser you're using. All because some IT guy flipped a switch. And this is the problem when it comes to any level of cloud-based system is now you're the IT manager with absolutely no control. And all you can do is go to your CFO and say, sorry, it's in the cloud. I couldn't do anything about it. And you lost your revenue, the production, the support, or whatever it might be, thanks to Google. Thanks to Google making just messing around. Happens all the time. And I'll put a link up here. You can read about this. But you're looking at these these uh, folks in the comments talk about companies with 500, 4,000 employees that are impacted directly by this little experiment that Google flipped a switch on a few days ago. Here's an example. Quote, our organization with multiple large retail brands had 1,000 call center agents and many IT people affected for two days. This had to be a very large financial impact. My gosh. Thanks to Google in the cloud. You know, there are there are insurance companies here in Hartford that still kind of embrace XP, Windows 2000, Windows 7. Heck, we just talked about our nuclear sites being upgraded just recently, right, away from uh, XP. Um, part of the reasoning, actually, I met a dental, a dental client, a prospect, who's running a 30-year-old IBM risk system. That's not going to get hacked, <laughs> ever. And she's like, I've never had a problem, Eric. Um, when you put all your stuff over in the cloud here, how many variables can you control anymore? 
The answer is zero. That's why I don't put anything up on the web at all. Nothing. <laughs> and you're just the regular guy. Right. These guys are running thousand person call centers and Google flipped a switch. Now, just so you know, who else could have flipped a switch? Your internet provider could have flipped a switch. The hosting provider could have got hit with, hacked with it, ransomware, just like those accounting firms got hit with it. And you're down. And then you're going to go to the board meeting. Well, somebody told me the idea of going to the cloud was going to be better. Well, is it? If some ding-dong at Google can actually impact you that way, I'll put the link up here. You can read it wow. yourself if you don't believe me. Um, but it's just mind-boggling that we're trusting. I know how the sausage is made. I would not trust these guys. And you can't trust these guys. They don't think security and technology first. They think, how can I connect you first? Mm. Oh, this is cool. Oh, what's the stock price? Oh, if I flip this switch, no one's going to care. <laughs> clearly, they don't think, they're not thinking clearly. I'm guessing that was a, ooh, this is cool kind of thing. It was something to do with having to improve performance with the browser. So they're trying to make their browser, quote unquote, better. And in, the, in, in, in doing so, they brought thousands and thousands of people down. So if you were impacted, sorry to hear that, but it was Google that did it to you. Well, they can, they can cross that switch off. <laughs> Until yeah, the next one. The, yeah, Until that. the next one. That's my point. What's the next switch? Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Jack in Glastonbury next. Hey, Jack, what's up? Yeah, I got a couple questions for your sure. photography expert, John Ryan. Sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things uh, I was wondering, uh, some of the newer cameras, like the, you just mentioned Olympus going out of business, which kind of scares me. Well, I'm, now, he didn't quite say that. I, I yeah, just I related what they said, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm looking at getting the EM Mark Three, I guess, EM5 Mark Three. Yep. Uh, and it has some newer features that were on the more expensive uh, OMs, like a uh, pro shooting mode. And when you basically what that does, I guess when you push the uh, uh, button for the, sh- you know, to take the picture, the shutter button or whatever you want to call it, it starts taking pictures, you know, so that, uh, think of the guy's swinging his golf club, you know, you're going to take the picture of him taking a swing, you'll actually get like 10 pictures, and then you right. can pick the one you want. Yeah, burst mode. Yeah, yeah, kind of a burst mode thing. Yeah, and it's built in, I guess. I don't know if you can enable it or disable it. But anyway, it seems like it's going to generate a lot of extra uh, images on your on your uh, SIM chip. So uh, is, there, is there ever going to be a problem like where the camera's going to exceed the abilities of the SIM chips, or is or are you just going to have to... Uh, I mean, what, what size SIM chip should you be thinking of in the future, I guess is what I'm The biggest you can afford. I have no problem exceeding the cash speed of my, my SD cards or my CF cards. I do it all the time. Yeah. I'm shooting, shooting, shooting. I've got to stop and let the camera catch up. Okay. Oh, really? Now, the cards are getting faster, right. so I can't. it's getting to the point where I almost can't push the button fast enough, but... The cards are getting faster. The prices are coming down. I mean, there's a uh, SanDisk has a SanDisk and Lexar both have a one terabyte SD card. Oh my goodness! Wow. Um, it'll set you back about a grand right now. <laughs> well, that's out of my. Uh, that's out of my. Well, price me too. Range. I can't get back through committee ever. <laughs> my my first digital SLR, I had a one gigabyte right CF card. Actually, it was a micro drive. That was a thousand dollars, one gig. Wow! Right. So the prices are going to drop phenomenally, but you should always buy the biggest card you can. Okay. Now I, I wanted to, in, in that light. I also want to talk about. Normally, I don't shoot raw unless I know what I've got to do. I I want the maximum uh-huh. resolution. So I'm normally shooting in high res JPEG. 
But if I was to go, uh, these cameras have a mode where it'll shoot a JPEG and a RAW together. Right. Mm-hmm. What uh, is that with a with a larger capacity chip? Do you see that as an issue uh, shooting RAW much more? Even though you're going to probably throw 99% of the stuff away when you look at it, you know. A- absolutely. The more images you take the more space you're taking up on the card. And with right. when you're shooting raw and JPEG, you're taking two images of everything you do. Now, granted, the JPEG is a much smaller file. Right. Um, the J, that, that is kind of like, okay, I, I, I'm going to take a picture, but I have to get one out, emailed out real quick, and right. I can go back and work on the raw file later and make it stellar. Right. Um, you know, I bounce back and forth between shooting RAW and shooting JPEG. I I will say I don't shoot a whole lot of RAW. I have never yet had a client come up to me and say, did you shoot that in RAW? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a full-frame sensor? How many megapixels did right. you use? You know, never had one do that. It's like, wow, that picture worked, or you weren't on today, were you? Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> They've said that? And, uh, oh. Kind of, but not, not exactly, but oh. close. All right. Anyway, uh, that's nobody's why, perfect. We all have bad that, days. That, that's why you reshoot things for free. There you go. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I would suggest that um, doing the way you are doing it, where if it's something you think is going to be incredibly valuable, raw is the way to go because it does give you the ability to go back and re-edit and re-edit and re-edit without any right. degradation of the image. Right. Editing JPEGs. If you're so good, good. If, well, what you're going to do, really what you should do is if you know you're going to work it, you bring it into Photoshop or whichever software editing program you're using mm-hmm. and convert it to a TIFF or convert it to right. a PSD or convert it right. to, uh, what is it, the DNR, DMG, that, that uh, digital negative system that Adobe came up with. Convert it to that so you can work on that. Right. So your original is safe. You now have a copy to work with. You should always do that leave the original alone for as long as you can that's where Lightroom and I'm not advocating one or the other but Lightroom you can go in edit the file what Lightroom does it creates kind of a text file in the background so when you export it it takes and duplicates that image puts the corrections on you still have your original but now you have a corrected file right so but yeah I biggest card you can raw as um if, if it's really, really important, if it's like a one-time thing, I would say shoot it raw. It, it'll right. save you heartache in the end because with JPEG, you kind of got to be on the money. Right. One other question in this regard. Uh, do you have any recommendation? I know I called uh, last week about I'm going to a Windows 10 computer. Uh, geez, so you know what I'm kind of doing here. Uh, what do you, Is there anything about the computer if I'm going to get a new one? that you would be on the lookout for that I should be uh, taking into consideration? Yeah. Um, if you're going to do digital camera work and, and even video editing, i7 processor, uh, eight, 8 to 16 gigs of RAM or more, um, and a solid-state hard drive. Um, okay. that would, that's the area you do your work in. You can also have a scratch drive, a standard drive that you would put your data after you've done your, your editing, but put, doing your editing on a nice, fast, solid-state drive uh, reduces rendering speeds, especially if you're doing video. Okay, all right. So, so the i7 processor, eight to eight to sixteen gigabyte for yep. the memory, and then a solid state hard drive, right? Right. And then you'll look at. There's many different flavors of i7. 
You know, I've get, I get calls even at the office. Hey, how come uh, this i five is is uh, less expensive than that that i five? Yeah. I mean, they're all different levels, right? So multi yeah. multiple cores and what have you. Uh, eighth gens, you know, are the are the latest latest out there. So if you can find those, that's a faster processor. Even the ninth and tenth gens are supposedly on the horizon. Um, but for your work for an i seven, even a, even a seventh gen will probably be fine for you. Okay. Okay. Now the hard drives. I'm not real familiar with those. Do that. What are the capacities of those, and what should I be looking at for capacity on the on the solid state hard drive? So try to get minimum of a 256 solid state because Windows operating system is a. It's just going to chew a chunk of the data up, okay, the space so up. That, so 256 minimum, 512 would be nice. It'll be expensive. 256 uh, gigs. Gig, right? Yeah. Uh, or or five twelve. Yeah, and then you move over to a terabyte or better as a scratch drive, not a, not a solid state, yeah. but a a hybrid drive or something, even just regular spinny seventy two hundred RPM or fifty two hundred RPM for your scratch work. Will the system show that as a separate uh, drive letter? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you just have to manage it yourself depending yeah. on what you're doing. It's okay. not a big deal. All right, All right Jack. Hey, thanks a lot for the input. You're welcome, sir. Thanks. All right, we're going to take a quick break, get back to more of your calls. Ted, you're up next. Mike, Tim, this is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. If you missed anything... You can go over to WTIC.com and catch our podcast. You can get there from computertalkwithtab.com as well, radio.com. <clears throat> Especially if you're a Waze user, radio.com is integrated. I love Waze. <laughs> so you can listen to the station via streaming. I mean, the great thing, you can listen to the station in HD, 96.5 HD2. Wow. And imagine when you listen to Ray Dunaway, he will. T- I, I, you close your eyes, he sounds just like Optimus Prime <laughs> in HD2. <laughs> You know, there's something about Ray's voice in uh, 96.5 HD2. All right, let's go right to uh, Ted in Cromwell and see what he's got cooking. Hey, Ted. Morning, Eric. Morning. What's going on, sir? I got a HP laptop, 17-inch. I've had it for two years, last month or so. Okay. Battery failed last summer, according to the Geek Squad, get a new battery. So HP didn't support it, so I had to get one from a company they called Encompass. Okay. They guaranteed it. Supposedly, I thought it was for a year, and here it is three months later, four months later, it's failed. So uh, where would I get a new battery for it that I'm not going to worry about it failing? Because <laughs> batteries aren't cheap. It was uh, like $150. Um, generally, we would recommend going and getting an HP battery specifically, not a third party. It sounded like you went and got a third party. or maybe well, even HP told me to go to. Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, when it comes to 150 dollars, I don't kid. <laughs> <laughs> Can you send that one back and get a new one? If HP is recommending this, they must have a generally a good reputation. Will they honor a, a I don't warranty? Know. I, yeah, I asked them, and they said, "Nope, warranty is 90 days." I said, "I thought it was a year." I said, "Sorry, sir." 90 days would would tell me that it's a refurbished item, and not a That's brand what new I would one. Thought too. That's what the Geek Spot told me too. They thought it was refurbished for 90 days. So they told you it was refurbished. Okay. So no, I'm saying the Geek Squad told me after I this one failed, and they said, well, it's probably refurbished. <laughs> yeah. So don't get refurbished. That's one number one. Yep. Um, they just don't tend to last. So it's one of those things where you roll the dice. So I would sadly tell you to go back to this this, this distributor because if you, if you buy a new one, you're going to have a better warranty, and it probably will work. 
And if HP is recommending this this uh, vendor as an as a good vendor for batteries, the only mistake you made was buying refurbished. Any kind of refurbished anything has been used already a long time. You know, PCs. If you're buying refurbished PCs, they're five or six years old already. Right. So, well, they were testing this battery for the last couple of days, and they says it's it looks like it's old. And I'm going, how could it be old? They bought it three and a half, four months ago. Because it's refurbished. Do you know yeah, the well, word refurbished? Is, that in their ad, so uh, apparently I got uh, didn't read the fine print. Apparently, yeah, it sounds like it. Now, as far as an alternative, I don't have any out there. You can always go ahead on Amazon, put the battery part number in there, and see what comes up. And again, it may be Amazon that sells it or a third party. Chances are good it's a third party. Chances are even better it's the party you already bought it from. Well, I saw it on there this morning, and it was like thirty-five dollars for the same battery, and it said it was a year warranty. And I'm saying, what? <laughs> That's a, that doesn't sound correct either. I don't know that I would trust yeah, that at all. I'm going to call HP Monday and, and give them a little halibut because this is going to be the last HP I buy if this is the case. Well, I hear you, and I don't blame you for feeling that way about a brand. Um, although a battery is different than the unit itself, <clears throat> so the understood. But before I could change a battery in a in a laptop, now you got to have a tech do it. Yeah, I hear you. We got to keep us busy, Ted. I mean, what are we going to do? How are we going to keep? How are we going to put our kids through college? We Stop need to change your batteries. Stop, stop talking about cameras. <laughs> All right. I've been on for 45 minutes waiting for you because of cameras, and I'm going, I'm never going to call on a camera day again. Yeah, I give, God. You're giving me the halibut now. Yes, you've got that. <laughs> All right, Ted. So I wish I could give you a better answer, but I can't. Okay, thanks, Ken. You got it, sir. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> All right, one halibut call. Yeah. Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Tim and Summers next. What's going on, Tim? Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Doing fine. What's going on, sir? Um, I just recently bought, and it's been a long, long time since I bought a laptop for myself, mm-hmm. and I just needed something to do a basic, you know, Word, Excel, blah, 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 which is all on Microsoft. Yeah. But um, this company um, steered me towards, it's an HP, 14-inch, uh, and it's a Chromebook. Uh-oh. Yeah, so it's a lot different to me now. Yes, so it is. Time, and he said, yeah, we can get you the windows, but they're not, you know, when I went to the stores before, you know, all that stuff like Office would be installed already. And right. I, I guess they don't do that anymore. I guess you have to either sign up for a monthly membership or an annual membership. And, nope, you don't have to. They're just not being honest with you. Oh, okay. Because they get a percentage every time you sign up. They get a percentage for the rest of their existence. So they're trying yeah, to they force you. Oh, okay. Because they said they had no no laptops that had Office installed in it, and that's what I wanted. I just want a simple laptop that yep. has Office and internet capabilities. That's all right. All I needed. So start with this. You just buy a laptop, and a Chromebook is not well, a, is not an operating system. It's a it's a browser. So I already I already bought it. <laughs> okay. So unfortunately, so, your only solution for Office is to pay for the subscription approach because it's not going to allow you to load the full flavor of Office on that system, period. Right. Uh, but they had mentioned that they have um, stuff that's compatible, like with Excel, they have... Oh, yeah, OpenOffice. Like Sheets or instead of yeah. Docs, it's Word, it's Docs. But anyways, <clears throat> the big thing that's confusing to me is the keyboard. You know, all the other keyboards I had always had a delete. You know, you can yeah. delete a word or, you know, this this doesn't have that. Huh. So I, I'm not wondering, I'm wondering, 
if you guys would know, the easiest way to like highlight and delete a word, or <laughs> I know I can use backspace, but I don't know. Delete. Like you use Control Alt Delete, but this keyboard on this HP for Chrome has none of that. All right, what's the model number? It's a Chromebook. I'm going to pick you back up after the break, okay? We're coming up against a hard break and get that model afterwards. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Four lines all jammed up. John Ryan's in studio helping you out with your digital camera questions. We do have uh, Mike still on the line who was trying to figure out where his delete key went on his Chromebook. (laughs) Hey, Mike. Sorry we couldn't get that model in before the break. So what's the model? Mike, you there? Mike, I've got you on the line. Did he walk away? Oh, well. Maybe he found the delete key. All right, he's not there anymore. Um, let's move on to Mike and Goshen next. Hey, Mike. Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, my question is regarding Canon's uh, new mirrorless cameras. Oh, the R-series, yeah. Yes. Um, my question is, have you heard anybody's experience in terms of shooting indoor sports, high school sports, poorly lit gyms, things like that with those? Yeah, absolutely. I did a walk just recently, um, and the other photographer who was there actually shoots basketball with her Canon. Now, obviously, with any camera, it comes down to the glass you're using. Correct. If you're using a slow lens, you might as well just sit outside because you're not going to get anything. Right. You want fast glass. You want a decent ISO. Um, the nice thing about the mirrorless is obviously there's no mirror, so you're seeing what's happening through the electronic viewfinder. But she loved it, absolutely loved it. The images I saw um, were spectacular. She does weddings too. And, you know, some people could contend that shooting weddings is a lot like shooting indoor sports. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> only much more painful in my opinion. But anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, they've, they've, they've said nothing but good things. Um, you know, and then coming back to like the Nikon mirrorless stuff, I know some guys – who work for Sports Illustrated that are shooting the NBA using the Zs, which again mirrorless, similar systems, similar sensors. Yep. They're they're loving it. And um the Canon Canon is doing really good. They've got some amazing glass, heavy, heavy, heavy glass. Um okay. but so one question I would have, um I heard that you can with an adapter use your current Canon lenses on them. Absolutely. Okay, because I've got you know, the 16, the 28, 28, 70, 7200, and an 85, one, two, all Canon glass. Um, so I just, before I step off and into the next body, I was just wanted to get somebody else's opinion on it. Um, and then I'm, I'm a stringer for a local paper in the, in Connecticut. Uh-huh. So I'm a generalist when it comes to anything from astrophotography to local sports, sure. board stuff, you know, the whole gamut. So I'm looking for, to invest into, my next generation and just wanted to see if it what you thought is an all-round body for it oh yeah well i you know i there's uh what there's three mirrorless bodies now because they just released the rs okay body um which is i think what 1900 bucks for the body only right yeah any of those cameras are going to do 
a phenomenal job because they give you the ability to shoot manually. They give you the ability to shoot raw if you want to shoot raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you, the glass itself, you've got you've got L lenses, uh, you know, right. so you're going to get good imaging. Well, you've got good le- good glass, and ultimately, it doesn't matter so much about the body; it's the glass that's important. Right. And as long as you can manually set your controls, yep, you can get it in focus. You're two thirds of the way to collecting that paycheck. Great. One last question on that. Um, in terms, I'm, I'm a, I shouldn't assume, but um, Wi-Fi capable, like shooting to your laptop up in the stands. The hmm. RS. I'm uh, sure they would be. Well, actually, I have it. Let me just. Uh, I can tell you for sure. The RS. Um. I'm nope, I, 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 it doesn't say anything. I, I do know that you can get adapters. Both okay. Canon and Nikon make adapters. Um, okay. You know, worst comes to worst, you tether it. You put your laptop behind you and you tether it. You True. could do that. Uh, I'm not so Before sure I'd want to do that. Yeah, you know, that's always been my – I mean, I shot a lot of sports. Yep. And I, I would be hesitant in setting anything up. That wasn't completely in my control because one way or another, somebody's going to fall on it, step on it, or steal yeah. it. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you for your time. I sure. really appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks. Enjoy the camera. Thanks, Mike. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm trying to find this spec on that. I don't see anything specifically about wireless. I'd be surprised, though, considering it's newer, that it probably would have it. Well, a lot of the a lot of the models, like what is it, the, um, <clears throat> the 90 mm-hmm. uh, has... Wi-Fi. The, the EOS 90 has Wi-Fi. Um, a lot of the point-and-shoot compact cameras have Wi-Fi built into them. Yeah. I mean, why not just put it on the local card? Well, why deal with all the issues of potential? Your, your, your image isn't going to go over there, right? That's or, my feeling is, yeah. I mean, you know... <clears throat> or do you it, get it in both places? Well, yeah. You, what it's doing is it's writing to the card and it's also sending it up. And if you okay. get, uh, what is it, the iFi cards... The iFi card acts as a little wireless transmitter. That's true. So it stays on the card, but it also transmits to your receiver. It's just, I don't know, I've always been a big proponent of, I want to control those images. Mm. You know, unless I'm shooting the Super Bowl or something like that, in which case I have somebody standing here go, give me your card, give me your card, give me your card. Mm-hmm. And then they run it back. Gotcha. So a lot easier You care to about the Super Bowl that much, huh? As a Jet fan, I don't have any any real understanding of Super Bowls. So, But you care about them, huh? I all right, good for you. You're lucky you can. <laughs> well, I will say the last Super Bowls I shot as a photographer were film-based, not digital. Yeah. And we did have someone who came by every so often and got your rolls of film and took and processed them nice. right on scene. All right. Let's go on to uh, John in Windsor next. Hey, John. <clears throat> you there, John? Yeah. Is it is it John in Windsor I didn't hear? It is, sir. Oh, okay. Um I'm having a problem with my Echo Amazon. Echo Amazon? Amazon Echo? Sure. Yeah. Okay. What 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 happened was it says that cannot make an uh, internet connection. That sounds good to me. But what, <laughs> yeah. It, it says that, and I check with my computers, and my computers have no problem on the internet. So you're, it sounds like, have you rebooted your Echo? You- uh, we, try, we tried that, and then the, I made a mistake of uh, Googling it. <laughs> yeah. And we went to a, a, a site that says Alexa troubleshooting. 
Yeah. And, and it seemed like it, it was a scam because they were telling us, you know, we had to go on to Chrome and all this stuff. Hmm. And uh, That's not... my wife go ahead, gave your wife... them all the information. Oh, she gave your, gave account information? Yeah, it's oh. like, um, yeah, I know. It, that was my fault because I Googled it. She would have been smart enough to do the website, you know? Hmm. So she put her, her Amazon account information in? I think so, yeah. Oh, boy. All right, so change that right away. Okay, and it says, uh, basically when I Google it, it says Alexa troubleshooting, mm -hmm. and the number is 888. I don't need to know the number. But the point is, uh, if she put any kind of data into some sort of scam site, um, you need to change your Amazon account now. If you if it's if it's a fake site because they basically tricked you into giving that information to them you you didn't have any they have no reason to ask you your information to get your silly echo to connect to your Wi-Fi period yeah I know because then they ended up one hundred and fifty eight dollars to do it and oh my you had to buy this and it was like a thousand dollars so definitely was a scam but you know it was my fault because I googled <laughs> well. So please listen, and after you hang up with me, go on your Amazon account and change your passwords. Okay. Because if you gave that information to these bad guys, they might be buying some stuff. Okay. All right. That that sounds good. Then. So I'll put a link up here for that's you, though. We do have um, uh, some advice as to how to fix your Amazon Alexa when it won't connect um, to your Wi-Fi. Okay. I mean, it's just basically a little – I mean, it could be just failed. I mean, the Wi-Fi re uh, radio could have failed inside the Echo. It's not much of a of a device. It's just a microphone. Um, so yeah, basically, ba basically, it says um, can't connect to the internet, and then it had like uh, Alexa, and then it says go to the health uh, app. Right. right. So something, something screwed up there. I agree. We'll put a link up here for you to follow some instructions as to how to see if it, if it can get corrected so you're not Googling anything. You're going over to computertalkwithtab.com, and the, the link will be there. Um, if these solutions don't work, I would pronounce your echo dead and ask for one for Christmas if you really want to continue with it. Okay. The, In other words, get rid of the units that we have? No, no, no. Well, the one that's not working. If it, if it doesn't work yeah, after, after you try troubleshooting with, with the information we give you, Okay. Okay. Basically, two are working because we got two of them, and it does the same thing. The two at the same time. Yeah. All right. Then it's not. Well, there's no. There's really, really low chances of them both failing at the same time. So there's something else right. going on with your devices there. Um, and Unless I, we got hacked, hacked with that message to kind of get tricked into calling. I don't. No, know. no. I don't think they're that good. Nobody's that good. Um, <laughs> Maybe tap computer. No, <laughs> we would never be able to be that good. Um, I think, I, you know, having both of them happen this way, take a look at the uh, the instructions that we have up there for you and see if you can correct it. But I I, I don't think – I think there's something else going on there um, because okay. each of them shouldn't fail that way. So having them both fail has got to be a configuration yeah, I problem. Thought, I thought that was strange. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so this, this, this document might give you the information, but – you know, did you change your Wi-Fi? Did you did you guys make an update to your Wi-Fi system? Uh, who who's offering your Wi-Fi to you in your home? Is it your own router? Is it your cable company? We got our own router, but it, we're dealing with Xfinity for. Uh... Okay, but your own router is giving Wi-Fi. Did you change the SSID password? 
Uh, I don't know. My wife's the computer person, so. <laughs> they, so basically, they told her to go to Chrome, if that means anything. The bad guys? Yeah. Well, don't don't, don't bring up anything the bad guys said. I don't care what they said. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can, no, I know. I know. Can you? But this guy was good. Yeah. Um, they're, they're he all... was from India. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's good okay. folks in India and the bad guys. But I think there's an issue with your, your Wi-Fi in your home because if, if they're both dropping off, that's where I would focus. But look at this article. Have your wife look at this article and see what she thinks about correcting this. And uh, yeah. I would look at your Wi-Fi to see if you've changed something. Why, why do the computers work perfectly? Are they wireless or wired? Uh, both. We got a desktop and then we got, uh, you know, wireless and then the other uh, function yeah. with the desktop. So if the desktop is connected hardwired, that's why it would work. It's not impacted. The laptop, if, it's, if it works, then my theory is wrong again. So it's back to these two Alexa devices, Amazon devices, failing at the same time. There's something really bizarre about that. Um, okay. And it wouldn't be the Wi-Fi, but... Check out the article. We'll see what's I going do. on here. But don't don't Google that kind yeah. of stuff. And don't trust don't trust the internet, man. Yeah, I know. I I wanted to warn some of the other people that would have that problem. So okay. Yeah, there's plenty of websites out there to, that are acting like they're there to help you, but they're not. Um, and make sure you change your passwords. If you gave the information out to the bad guys, they could be using it. Uh, definitely. Okay. Thank you, and uh, mm. have a good day. All right, John. You too. Bye bye. Uh, so there's a lot of sites out there that'll actually act like they're helping you, but they're not, right? So this is what happened here where they Googled this problem. And then, of course, a malicious, believe it or not, it's, they're companies, right? They're, these are malicious companies in the third world, you know, some companies set up in Mumbai, you know, whatever. And they're going to answer as if they're professional and they're not. They're out there to try to, they could be trying to just collect the 150 bucks to do nothing. Um, but uh, if they start asking for password information and account information, come on, guys. That's why I ask you for your password when you come on the show yeah, every now and again. That's and, right, yeah. If you don't give it to me, why would you give it to these guys in Mumbai? I don't understand it. I love my Alexa, but she gets mad at me every so often. Yeah? I have an article about Alexa. Um, this is a new CNET article. Alexa, delete what I just said. Here's how to prevent Amazon from listening in. Um, basically, you're probably hearing in the in the news these, these 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 are smart microphones. I know everyone calls them smart speakers. They're smart microphones, and we're finding more and more requests by all sorts of folks to access the data that's being recorded. Because, of course, in order for Alexa to hear her name, what does she have to do? Listen. Exactly. So you can't have one without the other, and uh, so people are, are kind of getting more and more creeped out about these devices, which you should be, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how cool it is to talk to your whatever. Um, but remember, you're giving Jeff Bezos access to your life. Would you do that? Would you give Eversource that kind of access? Would you give Kmart that kind of access ever? Why would you give it to Jeff Bezos? Why would you give it to Apple? Why would you give it to Google? Siri's got the same thing. Google's got their assistant. Why would you do that? Absolutely. I, I don't my, get it. <laughs> my, my cats do love that speaker. They love laying on it. <laughs> so I'm guessing that Google now has all these, uh, or Alexa has all these recordings of my cat's heartbeats. That could be. So I'll put a link up here as far as how how you can delete the information from the servers um, for you. Now, do I take a break here, Matt? I'm going late.
All right, good. I'll put a link up there for you. That for that, we're going to go to Bill in Windsor next. Hey, Bill. Good morning. How are you today? Doing fine. How are you? Very good. I have two quick questions. Mm-hmm. One on the uh, Proton VPN that you uh, recommend. Yeah. Are you talking about the free version? Yes. Because they also have basic versions. And on the basic version, they suggest that it has a high-speed P2P. Is that any better than the medium P on the free version? So, yes. So when you pay for the service, you're going to get a better performance of your browser over the service. Because when you, when you use a VPN, you're doing something called encrypting the connection. And anytime you encrypt anything, it takes longer. And, of course, they're, not going to, they're using servers and bandwidth and power and all that fun stuff. So they're not going to give you guys the free uh, service to give you the performance. However, I'll tell you, the free version works pretty darn well. Okay. So I would tell you if you if you want to support the company and pay them, I'm sure they would appreciate it to continue to exist. Uh, but try the free one. See how you like it first. Um, okay. Very easy to use. You can put it on your your tablet devices, your PCs, and uh, see if you like it. And then if you if you want to pay for it, pay for it. Hey, would that be any issue in communications if I try to use it when I travel in a motel room? Exactly. So you would establish your VPN, and now you're going to mm-hmm. do go ahead and and perform whatever you want to perform in the hotel room on your computer within the browser and more securely. That way, nobody within the hotel is figuring out what Bill from Windsor is doing on his computer. Okay. Or watching it or whatever you want to call it. Sure. I have one quick question for John. Sure. I have a Rebel XTI. It's an older camera, and it uses the compact flash. Yep. And over from using it over the years, at one occasion, I bent one of the pins, and it took a little bit of trouble to straighten out the pins. So... Consequently, I've been a little apprehensive of removing it, so I've just been taking the pictures off that one compact flash and not swapping to another compact flash. Uh-huh. I've noticed that there's adapters, and I'm wondering if there's an adapter that I can insert into the camera so I can use a compact flash uh, into the adapter, but I don't want to remove the adapter. I want the, re- the adapter to remain permanent. The only ones I've seen, you would have to take out the adapter, which kind of defeats the whole purpose. Absolutely. There's a there's an adapter and I'm you'll have to Google it, but it's a CF card, compact flash card to SD card. It's a compact flash shell that goes into the camera, and then you can put SD cards into the slot. So basically, you're creating a whole new card slot. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, good. That's I couldn't find that when I was doodling. I'm gonna look you for that. Do, that's ideal. I can yeah. leave that in. Pull out, the com- pull out the compact cards and be and solve the problem. Right, and compact flashcards are kind of hard to find. But uh, what you want to look for is CF to SD adapter. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, there's tons of examples, and I'll put I'll find one and put one up there for you as yeah, well. Because I have one on an old Nikon D100 camera that I have because it's old, and I didn't want to. I wanted to use bigger cards, and it just it was. Difficult, so I happen to run across one of these things, and it works great. Okay, it's a perfect. little slower, but you got a slower camera, so you're probably not going to notice any di- any difference. Right, and CF cards are slower, anyways, right? No, no. Some of the CF cards are incredibly fast. Oh, really? But they're tough to find, and they're more expensive. Uh, SD cards, you can get them at Seven Eleven almost. Seven <laughs> Eleven by your Slurpee and get yeah, all right, Slurpee and an SD card. <clears throat> awesome. I put a link up here okay. for you as far as an example, okay? Okay, appreciate it very much. Thank All right, you. Bill. Thanks, thanks for your time today. Our pleasure. All right, let's move on to Tim and Summers talking about Chromebooks. What's going on, Tim? 
Good morning. morning. I got disconnected before. Uh, oh, yeah, I went back to you. You weren't there. Yeah, you called me Mike. And oh, and that'll, I, that'll I happen. Blocking and blocking, I couldn't get through. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> so, anyways, the model number. Well, hang on. Yep, let me get let me get to a, a free browser here and uh, da, 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 da. can't find the delete key. Right, go ahead. What's the model? It's one four dash db o o two three dx. It's a HP fourteen inch Chromebook. Yep. And we were talking about the Microsoft uh, stuff before. Yeah. And with, with this, they offer like a one-year subscription for three hundred bucks, and then yeah. the subsequent year seventy dollars. Yep. But so let me answer. You, let me answer your first question. No Chromebook comes with a delete key. I did not know that. Um, it does not come with it. Nope. No Chromebooks do, according to Google themselves. Um, so I can put a link up here as far as the explanation of that. You're going to have to awesome. go backwards or use something alternative to that. And yes, because you have a Chromebook, you have to rent your software. I'm sorry. Um, you don't have an operating system where you can actually load the software on it. So you're going to have to rent whatever you're doing. And that's where everyone seems to want to go. They want to make you pay for it forever. So we'll put some links up there for that as well. i got to step out for a break here. I was not a break the end of the show. I want to thank John Ryan for being on the program. I want to thank Matt My for producing. Pleasure. Very good. And Dr. Lessie's up next, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.